Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hello there, and uh, welcome to the Inner Edge. Uh, wherever you are, you're well, and uh, hopefully after this episode, you'll be even more weller. Um, good English there, Shane. So this is the third part in a trilogy of little episodes that I have titled "You, Your Mind, and Your Thinking." In episode one, we I talked about or explored some of the aspects around thought and thinking. In the second episode. It was about your mind, and then this episode is going to be about you, whatever that means. Now, this uh, episode, I don't know. We'll see how we get on here. I'm going to explore it anyway. Perhaps it might be the most revealing to you, the most enlightening perhaps, or maybe the most confusing. Let's see. So I suppose at the center of this is a point, this point, which is you are not your mind. You're not your thinking. You are the observer of both. You're the awareness behind both. Okay, now, so what the hell does that mean? Now, if you have tracked some of the early episodes on the podcast, I know some people have been with me here since I started. This is episode 101. It's still hard to believe. Um, <laughs> when I first started, I was thinking, if I get to 10, I'd be doing well. And here we are, 101. Um, but I would have shared early on my journey or sorry, early on the pep, the podcast journey that, you know, when I was 24, I found myself in a kind of a very difficult, severe spiral of depression. It ended up being suicidal. Luckily, I got, I got out of that spiral. And part of that recovery at the start was talking to a counsellor. And that counsellor at one point asked me a question which they didn't intend for it to have the impact that it did. Um... But they said, Shane, do you realize that you have a mind? Now, I heard that two ways. I think I heard the first way, which is the way they intended, which is like, do you realize that you have a mind and it does impact on different things? And, you know, your mind is, is a little bit of a mess here because you're not really managing it well or leading it well. But the second way I heard it, which the full weight and importance of it didn't really land until probably a few years later, um, was that the fact that, okay, well, if I have a mind, that means it's separate to me. Like I have, if I have a phone, my phone isn't me. That would be silly. My phone is a very powerful tool if I use it a certain way. It's also a very dangerous tool if I don't. So it's, it's a similar kind of a, a type of thing in this analogy. But if I said to you, well, are you your phone? You say, well, don't be so silly. But in the same way, I'd say, well, you know, are you your mind? Most people would kind of look at me because I know because this has happened where they kind of go, well, yeah, am I not my mind? No. But then the question is, well, then, who are you? Who am I? Who are you? <laughs> That's what we focus on, the big questions on this podcast, folks. So, and I'm thinking now in the moment here in my office in Ashford in County Wicklow, Ireland, looking out at trees beside a river. It's where my office is in the village of Ashford. I'm thinking about a client maybe a year ago, and this has happened several times in my work where they're looking at me with this kind of confused face and they're saying, Shane, okay, I get that I'm not my thinking. I get that bit. But I'm not getting that I'm not my mind. 
And this is the challenge of the inner world because you're, ta- you're trying to explore and navigate the unseen. And I guess that's what I've been doing myself, uh, initially for myself and then with, with other people who were silly enough to kind of ask my advice, right? <laughs> but so if you're not in my mind, who, who am I? And then that's a great question because, well, then who are you really? I mean, if I'm thinking about myself, who is Shane Craddock? You know, really, ultimately, I could say, well, I'm a collection of thought, am I? Am I my, my past, my memories, my experiences, my knowledge? Don't think I'm any of that, though. Um, I think even right now as you're listening to this podcast, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, maybe you're sitting, maybe you're driving, I don't know, maybe you're doing an activity. But if you just pause for a moment, if you can, and just become more aware of the part of you that is simply aware of your thoughts and your feelings that you're experiencing. Just for a moment, slow down and become aware of the fact that you're breathing. And as you're doing that, just breathe a little more deeply. Don't analyze it. Feel your breath. Be aware of feeling your breath. And just become aware of the fact that you're aware and just stay with that feeling. Now, in my experience, we're now kind of connecting with the real you. That's the awareness behind your mind, behind your thought. I mean, as I said about the mind, your mind is a thought-generating machine. It's a phenomenal tool. It can, it can help us uh, design things, create things, break things down. Uh, but it is a tool just like my iPhone. I can use it. I mean, there's more technology apparently in this iPhone 13 that I have here, Mini, than there was when we sent a uh, human to the moon. That's unbelievable. Like this phone is incredible, what it can do. It's also very dangerous though, because it can kind of take over people's minds. But the mind is the technology, I guess, behind the crates of like the iPhone. But who's the user of the mind? It's you, it's that awareness. And there is a distinction between your thinking, your mind, which is the holder of all these uh, thoughts and memories and knowledge and experiences. You're the, you're the user, the awareness, the observer. Some people might call it the witness consciousness. So a little um, exercise I did many years ago was where uh, I was at a, a, a kind of a, a seminar of some sort and we got, we were asked to get three photos of ourselves at different ages. And I think I had, I had one when I was, I think maybe eight or nine. I had one when I was um, a teenager. And then I had one when I was maybe around 29, 30. And we were asked to look at each of the pictures. And you could do the same thing or even think about it. You know, they're, they're looking at, you're looking at the picture. You can see yourself, but it's a different version of yourself because you change over time. So each version of you, or say in my case, the Shane in each picture was different. It looked like a different person in a way. There were some similarities, obviously, you'd hope. <laughs> but it was a different looking person. So who's the real you? Because your body's always changing. So that means you're not your body. I mean, if, if you unfortunately lost an arm or leg in an accident, I mean, just because you lose an arm or leg doesn't mean that you lose you. There's still something else there. And I suppose that's what I'm pointing to today is that there is an awareness, an observer, that consciousness that's the real you. And, and because it's there and it's separate to thought, you have an ability to use it, use your thinking and your mind in a more conscious way and not to be used by your thinking or not to be used by your mind 
uh, unconsciously, which is actually what's going on with most people. And I think one of the things that I learned early on in my journey on the inner world was that part of our job as humans is not to believe everything our mind says. Your mind, just because it's saying something about a person or about you or about a project or about your circumstances or about your future or about your past, we don't have to believe that. I often, for myself, have found that, you know, with my inner voice, I tend to visualize it almost as um, a person or a character sometimes. And I kind of tend to look at my inner voice as kind of a friend who says silly things a lot of the time. You know, sometimes you have a friend who just says stuff, thinking, oh, my God, here they go again on one of their little rants. But most of the time, you just don't really engage with somebody like that. You kind of go, you just laugh at them and kind of go, yeah, whatever, let them off. If you're, if you're tired and stressed, perhaps maybe you engage with it more, make a mistake by doing that. But I kind of feel that when you're thinking about your inner narrator, your inner chatter, uh, the less you take it seriously and the more you can look at almost like a friend who sometimes says, a lot of the time says silly things. And you start to observe what your inner voice is saying more than believing it and recognizing that you're not it. When you realize that you're not it, it's easier to just observe it like a friend. And when the thought comes in, no matter what it is, you can relax and you can let it go. Sometimes I find when people starting off on this, even just to be tuning into your breath as an anchor is a very useful way to kind of stay centered in that awareness, that observer mode. And when I say observer mode, I'm not saying it's just like you're not active. You can be very active in a good way, very active in this observer awareness mode, what I would call almost the inner CEO, where you're activating the highest level of your own leadership inside. And really, it's not letting the mind or your thinking use you. This is about you starting to understand and learn that you can use your mind and your thinking to support you. Now, there's lots of different areas we can go into here. I'm not going to give that in this kind of length of time in this podcast, but there might, there's enough here perhaps to provoke you or remind you perhaps of something that you felt or you've experienced or that you know. And I think when you're slowing down a little bit inside, and becoming more aware of that awareness, you start to feel a presence. Now, not like a ghost, <laughs> but you feel your own presence. Um, and that can come across in a different ways. But for me, that's, that's now what I see as my ideal resting position. That's my default mode more and more. And then occasionally I would move into thought, and then I need to come back and bring myself back to this presence, this seat of awareness. And meditation is like that in a way, if you're into that, or mindfulness. Um, but for most people who get into meditation, meditation is not a silver bullet. Um, I guess what I'm talking about here is that it's possible to actually be in a state of meditation, which is more what I'm really interested in. I know I've met people who would have a phenomenal state of meditation and presence, but they don't meditate, not in the conventional sense. So many people are the most common thing. With med they meditate at the start of the day and might meditate at the end of the day. But during the day, they forget about it. They forget about that awareness, that presence. And so they get caught up with, th with their thinking, which reduces your performance and clarity, your sense of enjoyment, your fulfillment, your ability to actually bring out your very best. So more and more what I'm seeing is when you're the observer in that mode, when you're aware of your thinking, aware of your mind, you're not attached to the emotions that might come up. I mean, they can still come up, but you're just not engaged with them the same. They don't take you over. They're not using you. 
You're not kind of going with whatever your mind says, whatever you feel, but you experience it. And because you experience it, it doesn't have a hold. It can actually move through you like clouds. And I mean, I mentioned earlier on here that, you know, I've experienced depre depression. <clears throat> and I remember a couple of years into my inner journey, coming across somebody who had said to me, he said, they said, you know, it's possible to actually have the feeling of depression, but not be in it. And that didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It was very confusing. But now I, I, I understand it because I've actually experienced that. And the way I look at it now is like, oh, sometimes that feeling of depression, it's very unique kind of a feeling if you've ever been depressed. You kind of, I think it's easy to recognize once you've, once you've been in it. I can still feel some days, I could feel almost like the edge of that depression. And the way I look at it now is like, it's like, oh, there's dark clouds coming across the sky or at least some of the sky. Um, but that's okay. I'm not going to react to that. Because if you react to it, it certainly brings it in more. It has more of a hold you. I just go, oh, there's that feeling again. Uh, we're just going to let the clouds pass through me. Why? Because I know I'm not my mind and I know I'm not my thinking. And the more I'm stay with that in the observer mode, it just passes through me. So when it comes to you for today and hopefully maybe for more days to come, my little challenge for you here at the inner edge is notice more, say even for the next 24 hours, notice more what your mind is talking about. Just become aware that it has a comment about everything, about everyone, about every situation, about you. And just for 24 hours, deliberately, don't believe it. Relax, breathe slowly, deeply. Just be aware of you, be aware of the part of you that is simply aware of the thoughts, be aware of, that's aware of the feelings that you're experiencing, the fact that the, just be aware that you're aware. That's the real you. That's the bit that is your potential. That's the bit that's outside the limitations of your past and your thinking, whatever your mind sometimes will say you can or cannot do. So nothing for me anyway, in my experience, is more vital to your development and your growth then genuinely realizing that you're not your mind, you're not your thinking, you're the one that's observing them. And that, if you've never considered that, that, that is a potential game changer. And if this strikes a chord, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at support at That's it for this week. Ciao for now. Bye-bye.